You may be seated. Well, we, we had a tradition for many years of uh, gathering together on Market Square, rain or shine on Christmas Eve, and Matt, Jill, and I were sitting around a staff meeting, and we said, you know, do you think we should continue that tradition? And after about three seconds, uh, nope. <laughs> and I'm glad that we made that call. It's much, much more fun to be here together tonight. Well, I began preparing tonight's message at the Knox County Commission meeting on Monday night. I knew it was going to be a crazy week, and I, it was about a five-hour meeting, and it offered a snapshot of American life in this cultural moment. Uh, there was a Bible study, devotion and prayer. Uh, there were debates over zoning laws and how much to pay the ambulance service. Uh, protesters sang in front of TV cameras. Children held signs. Citizens went to a microphone to express concerns in three-minute slots. A middle-aged woman screamed at another middle-aged woman and said she should be ashamed. A black high school student wept at the microphone and couldn't finish his three minutes. One Knox County commissioner said she felt uh, triggered by the remarks of another Knox County Commissioner and gave an impassioned speech. In between the tears and the taunts and the long stretches of routine boredom, I did think, you know, I'm going to be here a while. Maybe we could start working on the sermon. And so <laughs> I pulled out my Bible and started to read the story in Luke. And Luke is trying to answer the question, how does Jesus come into this beautiful and broken world? And sitting with a friend on the tired red theater seats in the back row of the main assembly hall, I found myself asking the question, how on earth does Jesus come into a world like this, a moment like this? Well, Luke's Christmas story tells us that Jesus comes into the world through the actions of four different characters. And as I kind of read it and tried to take in what was happening that night, uh, it occurred to me that maybe Luke's story might have something to say about this question of where is Jesus in a crazy meeting like that? How might he come into a, a meeting that's so broken yet beautiful at the same time? Well, in Luke's story, he comes into our world, first of all, through a politician's decree. Uh, the emperor in faraway Rome wants to raise taxes. He decrees that everybody has to go to their hometown to register. I doubt he's ever heard of Bethlehem. Certainly never heard of Mary, Joseph. He was not a nice person. You would not want to go on vacation with him. And yet he does something that sets into motion the fulfillment of a biblical prophecy. He passes a law that makes sure that Mary and Joseph give birth to their child in Bethlehem, which Micah predicted would be true. And so Caesar's selfish, godless, immoral politics actually result in Jesus coming at just the right time and place. Some of our political headlines have been 
kind of scary this year. I guess every year they are. And sometimes if I, if I read them too often, I come away wondering, where is Jesus in all of this? Well, the Christmas story gives us hope that there's a deeper story behind the headlines that God is somehow at work through the kings and the kingmakers bringing Jesus into the world at just the right time and place. That somehow God is so big and so sovereign that even in the brokenness of our fallen political systems, there's another kingdom that's kind of quietly at work in the background, creating opportunities to meet Christ. In Luke's story, he also comes into the world through an angel's song. The angels show up, scare the living daylights out of a bunch of sleepy shepherds. And I think, I'm not sure, I think I met an angel once. Uh, I had just graduated from college. Uh, my fiance was in Los Angeles. I was in Chicago. I desperately wanted to see her. And so I arranged with a graduating med student to drive his Mazda 626 to Los Angeles. And being 22, I thought, man, I love her. I want to get there so fast. I want, I'm just going to drive straight. What could go wrong? Well, I made it all the way to Utah. And about three in the morning, I, uh, I realized I was falling asleep. So I pulled off in a truck stop and I fell asleep in this Mazda 626. And then an electrifying, terrifying, holy presence filled the Mazda 626 for 10 minutes. I couldn't move. I was both terrified and as alive as I've ever been in my life. And the presence didn't say anything, but I, I felt like it was God confirming that the woman that I'd fallen in love with and was about to build the life with was pleasing to God. I thought about that story often on Christmas when I read about the angels and you know, normally we think of the Christmas plays and, you know, usually a kid swings down from the rafters and he's got these wings on and he says these kind of things in King James English. I, I doubt it happened like that. I, I wonder if it wasn't more like my experience in Utah, that these, these guys were out there and they just got blown away by the presence of God. And somehow God said, you know, there's something incredible happening down the road you need to go see. And then they start singing. <laughs> I love that. I haven't had another experience like that one in the Utah truck stop. But what I am learning is that the veil between the supernatural and the natural is not as thick as I'd thought. And that actually angels are singing all the time. The word for angel means messenger. Bearers of God's messages. And, and probably... One of the things I've learned in the spiritual life the most over the past 40 years is that the angels are singing all the time. That God is speaking all the time, trying to show you where Christ is, show you where God is at work, show you where your soul is moving. Can you hear the angel's song? 
That's one of the ways that Jesus comes into the world. He also comes into the world through a shepherd's visit. Uh, shepherds were not well respected. They lived outside. They, they smelled bad. They were like the lowest class of person in the, the society. But it's so interesting that when Mary, the first teachers, the first bearers of witness, the first theologians, as it were, that bring revelation from God to Mary are not priests or prophets or kings or rabbis, but these shepherds. All of us need guides on our spiritual journey. And I know we like the, the hot new author or the podcast that everybody's talking about, or maybe the, the mentor that everybody wants. Those are great. Sometimes God brings Jesus to you through a shepherd. Someone that you doesn't really have the credentials to teach you much. Nine months ago, I came before you and mentioned that God called Sandy and I to kind of move on. Christmas Eve would be the last night. And uh, got here early for the service. And we have such wonderful praying people here. They're always praying. But for some reason that night, I hadn't really told them yet. And I thought, man, well, uh, well let's, not, let's not have the prayer beforehand. And uh, I went over to the, to the cemetery um, just a couple blocks away. That's become a real sweet place of prayer. And uh, I was praying there and I, I realized, oh man, I made a mistake. I needed some people to pray. And so I was walking back and a, a gentleman who looked like he uh, didn't have a home came up to me and he said, can you show me the, I think his name was Brian. He said, can you show me the way to the mission? And I said, sure. And so we walked together. He had all his stuff on the back and went down to the corner. I said, it's right down there. And that's where you go in. And and then uh, we said goodbye. And then he looked at me and he said, hey, wait a minute. You know, can I pray for you? And he prayed. And he prayed as if he knew what I was going to be sharing with the people that I love that night. And so the person that ministered to me was someone I didn't know, who didn't have any credentials, but God had sent him to me. And he'll do that for you too. Well, lastly, Jesus comes into the world through a couple's obedience. I mean, Luke's telling of the Christmas story pans from Caesar's palace in Rome to heaven to the shepherds on a hill, zeroes in on Bethlehem, and it's a beautiful story, and it's just so amazing to us, but I don't think it probably felt amazing for Mary and Joseph. I know they are aware of the miracle of Jesus' conception, but life has a way of taking the luster off of miracles. Joseph had to upend his carpentry business, go all the way down to Bethlehem. Mary had to give birth far away from the circle of women who'd have naturally given her support. 2,000 years later, we look at it, we know what happens. It's beautiful, but they didn't know. All they knew was chaos and questions. I mean, birth is hard enough today. I can't imagine what it would have been like in that context. And they give no speeches, they take no heroic stands. Mary actually does give one song, but all that they really do, all that they do is obey all that they know. 
There, there's this, it's like, it's like God has come to them and there's this unmarked trail going up the mountains and God says, I know you can barely see it. I'm going to tell you the next step to take, go that way. Say yes, God says to Mary when he says she's going to conceive. Say yes, Joseph, Mary, your pregnant fiance. And they look at that trail going up the mountain that's unmarked and they just take the next step. And that's how Jesus comes into the world. Through the humble obedience of a faithful couple. I think Jesus showed up at the Knox County Commission meeting Monday night. Even though I hope I never go to another one. You know, I... I think he was present through the messy, awkward politics in the room that night as our neighbors tried to make our city a better place. I think something happened there that created an opportunity for Jesus. I think he was present through the angel song, the silent music of heaven whispering in the hearts of those present and awake to hear it. I think he was present to the people without status or power who witnessed to their truth before the commission. And I think he was present to the humble obedience of anyone who came and spoke and prayed and wept. This is our Christmas hope. That God is present in the mess. Let's pray. Oh God, we ask now that you would meet us at the table as we remember that the, the child that you sent grew and died for our sins, that we could be forgiven, cleansed, freed from shame, filled with new life in Christ, grafted into a, a new family. So meet us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord. On the night that our Lord was betrayed, he lifted the bread.